Hello there, sports fans. It's your favourite wasted hour of the week again. It's That's What She Said. It's your most pointless podcast aimed at having no real reason for being on air. But here we are, Georgie Parker, sports person, not the actress here. Joined with me is Ashley. Eagles don't look so great now, do they? Nelson and Bubs. I wake up at 3.30am now, so I don't have time for your I'm old jokes, Barbieri. Hello, ladies. You did just accuse her of having menopause, so I don't <laughs> think <fair>. anyone would, <laughs> would be that happy about waking up at 3.30 only to be told that they're going through menopause. I said she'd be close to getting through menopause. And yeah. do you know what? The thing is, I dish these out knowing that one day they're going to come back to me because it's like when you're in the change room and you were 18 and you saw the 30-year-old's limbering up and complaining about being old and used to be like, oh, get over it, you're fine. And now... I'm that person and I cop and I deserve everything I get from the young kids now. It just, it's a circle. It's a circle and a cycle and I'm happy. Circle to of life. <laughs> no, no, I used to, I used to take the piss out of the ladies in like, we never used to shower without our clothes on for the reason that when I, when we did, I, I commented how saggy someone's ass was. <laughs> you did not. I fucking did. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. And I was, and he was like, Bubs. And I'm like, what? It was just, I just noticed. <laughs> now the circle of life has come to fruition. And your new saggy butt just has to remain covered up. I will not get a saggy butt for that very reason. <laughs> oh my God. That's. That's pretty bad. Have you taught Holly not to say things like that to women? No, no. She, when we talk about our bodies, we don't care. They're just we're stating facts. <laughs> not good, not bad. It's just a fact. Yep. Thank you, Mum. That's it. <laughs> That's actually wild. I mean, what's the weirdest thing that you think could be? This is so we've not planned to talk about this, but what's the weirdest thing you think that has been said in a change room in a shower setting? No, I think um, having a conversation with someone in Europe that just has no, well, completely different to us. In other words, they stand naked, they have conversations naked, they put their <laughs> leg up on the chair naked. It's funny, isn't it? They're sitting at crutch height with the meat curtains showing. And it's, it's funny, firstly, gross. Secondly, <laughs> the, the my favourite is when they... They've got like the towel in their head, yeah, it, to dry their hair, and then they're there moisturizing their legs like naked. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I'm okay, like whatever. But it is an interesting experience because in Australia we're much more um, modest in how we behave in the change room. Yeah. I think about um, when we went to Europe one time, and and uh, the German girls all just shower naked, and I remember having to go in to do an ice bath, and the ice bath was in the same communal like shower area classic hockey classic hockey so we went in and had our bodysuit sort of half down and we was doing an ice bath and then the german two german girls who i literally had just played against who i've never really spoken to were standing in front of me just having this casual conversation like to me completely naked i went this is just bizarre like I never speak to you and now the first time I'm actually having a conversation, I'm talking to you naked and they were standing and I was in an ice bath so I was down on the ground in a little blow-up pool. So the, it wasn't even the eye level kind of, like I didn't know where to look and I thought, I'm such a prude. 
we're prudes, like comparatively to them. And then I tried to like act cool, like you know, this is nothing That's for fine. me to have a conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> but here you are. Heart. Here you are 10 years later and it you would can be still about physically see that. I can. I can still see their crutches. Well, they do it at a very early age over there. I mean, I, I lived over in Belgium and, um, yes, because I'm worldly, and they're doing it at, like, 12 over there. They just they finish chaining and they just go and shower and it's all naked. And so they're just very open in their, their bodies compared to us. much better with their body image than us. Oh, 100%. They don't yeah, give they're they're just so much. That they're all like everyone's different. I've seen everyone's in the change rooms. Mine's not much different than some of the others. So on we yet. doesn't matter. Mine's yeah, just exactly. as saggy as yours is saggy. <laughs> we don't make comment on it. <laughs> that is still wild that you said that. And you know what? You deserve now what I say to you. Wait. <laughs> now that I know. <laughs> I didn't say she was old. She said she had a saggy bum. She needs to do (laughs) (laughs) No, we we embrace saggy. We embrace saggy. We embrace tight. We love everybody, don't we? (laughs) Um, Now, last week we had a very, very successful list campaign. Um, It was going off the most satisfying feelings. We actually even had um, somebody tweet us in with one of their uh, additions. What was it, Ash? Now I'm just trying to remember what it was now. I'll go back and have a look at my, um, it was Jim. Shout out to you, Jim, who added one in. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're really good at remembering our fans, though. Our fans. (laughs) Lol. So it inspired me to do a really important list over the week, and that was, of course, the official Coca-Cola rankings, and there was no movement on this list because it was in my opinion, the perfect list. I have never written a perfect list before because sometimes you go, oh, it could be interchanged here, but this is the perfect perfect list and it's number one, the goat of Coke, and it is post-mix Coke, of course, especially when you're hungover. Number two, glass bottle. Number three, Coke in a can. Number four, small plastic bottles. Give what, you know, this, so-so. And the worst who can get in the bin with COVID, big two-litre plastic, zero time for them. Zero. No that time. just goes flat unless you oh. drink it all at once. And then if you drink it all at once, you're disgusting. <laughs> I was going to say that post-mix Coke only from takeaway uh, McDonald's, I don't like a post-mix from the pub. I think the post-mix does taste different where you go. Yeah. I think, though, that it then goes back into the vessel that you're drinking it in. Yes. And post-mix, I think, goes, you know, it needs to be in a big cup yeah. with ice, but it can't be, like, thick ice. It's got to be, like, you know, that icy right. kind of ice. Yeah, right. not shaved ice, but, like, like as in McDonald's ice, which is yeah. different. Than, yeah, it, it's all very technical stuff, but that is the perfect list and I don't, I don't need to be um, up for discussion with that because we, we've already made the perfect list. Um, just quickly, can I just jump in because well, I did go... Not if you're rebutting my list, you can't. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay, not saying great. anything about your list. I'm just going back to our fan, Jim, and Jim said one of his favourite things was um, getting your ear unblocked. Yes, yes, um, and I did. I do agree with that. You're it's just not a common one. 
was after a week of it being blocked and suddenly you hear that crackle and you can hear again, it's just sweet relief. It's almost like also when you've had a blocked nose and all of a sudden one of your nostrils, it just kind of gives way and you can breathe. Yes. And you, you really under, you really feel as though I've taken breathing for granted for a little bit here. It's the same when you could hear and suddenly you can not hear and then hear. It's good when you're coming off a plane and you're a bit sick and then it stays blocked pops. for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then it pops. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I do agree with that. However, it's just not a common occurrence, I guess. So that's probably why it didn't come to the forefront of my mind. Yes. Anyway, well done, Jim, for getting in contact. And sorry we couldn't remember. <laughs> fan mail. Fan mail. Fan it's mail. crazy. A legit fan mail. Well, we've had plenty of fan mail. We've had George Barker and um, Trachley, Ashley. Um, what are we listing? Ash, you've, you've brought us yes. something that we can list. We love um, I mean, this sport. We love talking this, nothing to do with sport. This sport <laughs> <We're> podcast. <laughs> well, you do need to have a healthy breakfast when we you're do. going to be an athlete. But I'm looking after my nephews on the week and I thought, well, you know, I want to be the cool auntie, not just a regular auntie. Um, everyone wants to be the cool auntie and the favourite one. I'm and the favourite auntie by far. By mm. far. Anyway, so I'm playing hard and I thought, well, you know, nothing like getting up in the morning and having a treat. And I went, you know what I need to go get? I need to go chocolate. get one of the, not chocolate, but pretty close <laughs> to chocolate. I'll get um, Nutella. Are you letting me <clears throat> tell my story and my list or? <laughs> no, sorry, because we haven't listed it yet because you, continue, Sorry. <laughs> Right. So I thought, you know what I need to go get? I need to go get that little variety pack, like the six boxes of Kellogg's um, cereal so that they can have their choice. Because remember when you were a kid growing up and you got to like the weekend, it was a special occasion, you're allowed to watch cartoons and you could go and you'd race against your brothers or sisters to pick your favourite box out of that six pack. And then you could open it up and then put your milk in it and sit there and eat it. And it was the only time that you were allowed to have like Fruit Loops or Cocoa Pops or and in a control packet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it was the best. And anyway, I went to the shop to to go get um, one of the variety packs, and it's completely changed. What I am mortified. There's no Frosties. No well, Frosties in the six pack. I personally, I never remember Frosties being in the pack ever, but we've done some research on this and I believe that the packs that my parents got were like the packs that the grandparents get, which is Sultana brand, all brand. That's the worst variety pack that you could ever have. That's like a nursing home variety pack. Yes, we were never allowed the Cocoa Pops or Fruit Loops ever, but I think it's then made me go, I don't, like, I would never pick them ever. They're just rank. However, would love a Crunchy Nut and would love a Nutri-Grain, so I do like the sweet stuff. Um, but I don't think Frosties were never in the pack that I got. Well, I, I just, I remember having Frosties, Cocoa Pops, Fruit Loops, Rice Bubbles, Sultana bread and Nutri-Grain. I'm pretty sure that was the mix. And I've have I, I've I've consulted Twitter because I went, is is it still exists? And am I the only one that has just come to the realization that you can't get Frosties in your mix pack anymore? Well, I, I think it, I definitely think it was Frosties because the only time I was allowed to eat Frosties was out of those variety packs. I don't think I've ever had Frosties. I don't even know what they are. Well, Kellogg's has made a grave mistake. 
and <laughs> I will not be purchasing their crap mix that they've got available at the moment. Well, <laughs> why don't you write a stern letter in? There's a lot going on in the world and this Look, is the one that we're going to get angry about. We true. Write a petition. Well, the current, you know, the there's current. people in lockdown at the moment in Melbourne and they don't need this on top of already having to deal with what they deal with. So if I can make their life a little bit easier... Yep and get Frosties back on the menu, campaign 2020. Something good has got to come out of this year. So, okay. so what are we going to rank? Are we going to rank that? Because we've now found two fun packs, two variety packs. We've got the Kellogg's variety pack, which has got seven different ones. We've got a snooze special flavors. K. It's got snooze flavours. Let me, are you going to let me say what I want to say? Or are you just going <laughs> to? I'm angry. <laughs> Got special K, just right, Nutrigrain, Cocoa Pops, Corn Flakes, Sustain, and Sultana brand. Or, which is seven, uh, or we've got the fun pack, which has just got four Fruit Loops, Nutrigrain, Rice Bubbles, and Cocoa. Which one are we going to list? That one's for the bin because who wants two Rice Bubbles anyway? So it's a six pack, but there's only four varieties. Yeah, well, I would rather two. What What would you want two of? You'd want two Fruit Loops, two Cocoa oh. Pops. Sorry, let me just go get my bucket. Well, we, could rank, we could rank that and then also make a play at what would you double up. Mm. All right, let's, okay, let's go that. And this is a very easy rank for me. Nutri-Grain, Rice Bubble, Cocoa Pops, Fruit Loops. Easy, done. What? And I would double up Rice Bubbles and Nutri-Grain, done. The other two, zero time for, they're gross. No thanks. And I must add as well, when you are eating Rice Bubbles or actually any cereal, it's important not to make your bowl too big and it's better to have two smaller bowls than one big bowl because you want it to be crunchy still. There's nothing worse than soggy rice bubbles. That's right. But so have two have two smaller bowls, and that is a little trick on uh, how to eat your cereal. I'm going. I'm going. There's a pro tip. Pro tip. tip. Pro tip. And <laughs> always just add more in. So put your milk in, and then add more in when the milk's on to the bottom. Don't bother drinking the milk with your spoon. Just add more cereal. So really, it's about three or four bowls. <laughs> This is why I had to have the fun packs, the portion controls. I still buy them at 31. <laughs> I used to do the ones anyway. at the hotel. That's it, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops and Nutri-Grain, uh, Fruit Loops and Rice Bubbles for the bin. So what's yep. your order, sorry? Cocoa Pops, Nutri-Grain, Fruit Loops and then Rice Bubbles just so, get left in the pantry. So you're saying you actually really don't like rice bubbles at all i will not eat the rice bubbles unless i deck them out mm. in cocoa <laughs> i wouldn't eat fruit loops i wouldn't touch them all right going okay. back well going back to my childhood days okay well no but I, you didn't rank these ones i am going to oh like, i'm 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 like as a child because this is who i'm Are buying you it for you now? see yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I would put Cocoa Pops at the top because I would let them sit in the milk so that you get a chalky milk. So it's like a double bonus. And then you drink the milk at the end. So Cocoa Pops at the top, that can double Even up. Even now? Too. Even now? Even now. I would then put Fruit Loops second because Sorry, they're fun to eat and also that I'm buying it for something different. I could have rice bubbles 
any time. Oh, well, you could day. also. Be, no, Ash, no, 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 I wasn't you can allowed buy to. <laughs> if you want, you're 33. <laughs> you can buy them. Nobody's stopping you. You actually had chocolate cake for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Don't I, come at me saying, oh, I'm not allowed to eat it. <laughs> I feel as though. You're your own boss. <laughs> my upbringing, I can't. I just I feel naughty eating Fruit Loops <laughs> for breakfast. So because they're a treat, I put Fruit Loops second. But you don't feel naughty up. eating cake for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> don't go, go, uh, go. My logic's not there, I know. But <laughs> Fruit Loops second, Rice Bubbles, Nutrigrain can get in the bin for me. Oh. Mm. Nutrigrain's good because you can eat them on their own. Like uh, I, yeah, yeah. Nutrigrain just in a packet and just con- like just eating them. I'm out. sorry, you both have the wrong list, but that's fine. My mum used to force me to eat breakfast, and I remember one time getting on the bus and running out the door because I didn't want to eat Nutrigrain, and she came out in her dressing gown to the school bus with a cup of Nutrigrain, and I had to sit next to the bus driver and eat the Nutrigrain dry until it was finished. So but I am permanently scarred from having to eat Nutrigrain. No, it was, it was, it was childhood torture having to eat breakfast. Here, Here have this crunchy sugar. Mm, how <laughs> awful. Like what? Anyway, I think we need to take it to the people. I, I will take it to the people. And do you know what? I really need the adults to put their lenses of what they would have now. You cannot honestly enjoy Fruit Loops. I can't, I can't eat them now. Don't get me wrong. Can no, I? so rank it as you're, as if you're not a child who just wants to eat sugar. Rank it as you are an adult right now. What's well, wrong with ranking it as a child and getting children well, involved? Because you act- We're not ages. No, because you are not a child. You can't talk for your for 10-year-old well, you because you don't remember. We're, we can't remember that long ago. Yes, we can because no, I'm we can't, outraged so look that I can't have frosties. <laughs> You can remember certain things, but you can't remember what it, if you actually liked it or you liked it because you were told you weren't meant to eat it. Well, that probably mm. plays into it too. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the kids at school who used to always get like fruit uh, roll-ups and they, but they used to go, oh, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Because I had it every day, whereas I never got them. So I'm like, oh, I want a roll-up. And I used to like trade my sandwich for a roll-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then roll-ups got the prints on them and that's when they got real fancy. God, they're good, aren't they? But they're not as good now, I think, because they're, like, more natural. Anyway, we've um, gone for about 15 minutes of nothing to do with anything. So. All right, bubs, we've just had our um, pointless chat about nothing. But now we're going to get something that we don't usually do here. We don't usually talk about too much serious stuff. Um... But it's a pretty difficult time over there in Victoria. Of course, you're over there. Um, we're here in WA uh, living this completely different life than you guys. Um, firstly, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, it, pretty frustrating because I'm like, as much as uh, I'm an, I'm a, I'm, I vaccinate my kids, I, I do whatever the government wants, I'm a very like accommodating to rules and regulations and I try and be a good person and do all that. And, um, I'm at my, you know, I'm at my tether. I think I'm at the, at the last point of 
this is not doable. It's not doable. I just feel uh, negative all the time and just the way that it's been handled and the way that the Prime Minister and the federal government are acting towards Victoria. Um, it's like, why can't we all just do the same thing? Why, why do we all have to be so different? Why are we managing it all so different? And then you look to the leader and you think, well, he's just doing what he thinks is best um, with the advisors that he has, even though there's other advisors that are advising against the advisors. <laughs> so... I think that's the hard bit is that you can look anywhere, anywhere and you can skew stats to, to make your yeah. own point, can't you? Um, yeah. And that's probably difficult when, for example, the, the less cases per day is what Sydney's going through and um, you have to get to that before you can change from stage four to stage three. So it's really difficult hearing all this different information and, and watching other people live their normal life, I guess, and you guys are in this completely um, uh, smothered kind of way of living at the moment. Yeah, and I think the hardest part is knowing that we've always kind of said we're not going to eradicate it because we can't. You can't eradicate it, so let's um, try and suppress it and then do all the right things to suppress it. But then when he extends the uh, lockdown or the um, state of emergency by six months and then you see all the bits and pieces that start to follow through like, um, you know, two elderly women with their phone taken off them and yanked off them and, you know, people just, I just don't think there's there's a nice way of what they're doing um, for the people that are just fed up. Um, so you kind of start to lose a little bit of heart and I'm okay. I've got a family, I've got a kid to keep me busy. I was able to get work um, outside of the house, so I get to leave the house. There are people stuck in houses right now, and that's why they changed the rules um, a little bit for the after the 14th that you can have a visitor if you're a single because there are literally people that haven't seen people in eight weeks. Eight weeks. You go to the shops and, yeah, you see the cashier and people and you try and make a conversation, but there's no... Um, there's no touch, there's no feeling of uh, togetherness and you can speak to people as, until you're blue in the face on Zoom, but it's not the same. And, is, there, um, is there anything that's triggering for you to, to take you from a more positive day to a day that's really negative? Is there anything that's triggering for you? Do you have any ways of that, that you cope with that? Because somebody out there who's listening might, you know, give that a kind of a go. Is there anything that I you think, can do? I think it's, it's, it's all about turning off the news, turning off the news, turning off social media, um, you know, because as much as it's lovely to see people and what they're doing and go, what they're going about and, you know, I'm, I can't play football, I can't even train with my teammates and when I see my mates playing overseas and, they're able to do whatever they can, even if even in a country that has a hundred thousand, you know, people getting infected a day. Um, in America, they're still playing. It's really it, it breaks your heart. So you kind of you love to see it for them, and your joy for them, and you're so happy for them. And then you start to really say, okay, well, this is shit for me. And so I just turn it all off. Uh, send a lovely message to to the people that in, is involved, and then I just take. Um, 
you know, take steps to do what I have to do. And mainly it's exercise. And that is really hard when you can only do an hour a day outside. But I'll do like some sort of... It's going to two hours a day soon, right? Hopefully. Yeah, it's going to two hours a day soon. But, uh, you know, in the house doing something that's, um, you know, fun, bouncing a basketball, it's, it's all... It's all relative, just getting your heart rate up and just getting some endorphins going and stopping yourself from sitting on the couch for too long. Um, and then after you've done the exercise, if you are still not feeling 100%, then you need to seek help because if the endorphins are not working with the exercise, there's something wrong. That's how you know the difference that you you, you still don't feel better. You still you speak to someone, you still don't feel better. There are, there are certain things that you, everybody says to do to help you to get out of this, um, this feeling. And if those things don't work, then you just, you've got to find that, that person or that professional to, to, to help get you over the line. I think um, just on that, it just goes to show that how important human touch is and how important it is to, you know, see people and be part of a community and we probably have taken it for granted for a long time and then this almost is a, a huge reality check that I think a lot of people over in Melbourne, I don't want to say are going to be better off for, but certainly I think you're going to look at it completely different when you guys come out the other side of this as far as the appreciation that you'll have for others and spending time with others and, you know, what it means to be part of the community Um you know, that might be one of the, the upsides to sort of come out from it. But certainly at the moment, you know, uh, I think everybody is thinking of you and it would be really, really, um, really tough. And you know, at the moment, um, Are You OK Day is coming up on, on Thursday and, you know, what better time to make sure that we have that conversation and check in with people like you, Bubs, and those, you know, over in Melbourne because we are doing it or you are doing it really tough. Um, so with that coming up, you know, I think that if everyone can sort of take a moment to, I guess, check in with those that might be living alone or even those that are feeling a bit isolated, even if they are sort of in the house with a couple other people, it's just really important to do that. And then there are facilities as well, like Lifeline 13, 11, 14, that you can call if you are feeling, like you said, bubs, that you, you do need to reach out um, because... Yeah. There's lifeline text as well if you don't feel yeah. like speaking, if you don't feel you can. There's, that's 0477 13 11 14 as well. So you can text them and that's um, especially in those later hours of the night when you are feeling really alone and lonely. And I can see you're getting really upset, Bubs, and that's why we wanted to kind of just, uh, bring this down because it's a nothing pointless podcast, but we just want to help somebody and what what do you have before we kind of move on and lighten the mood a little bit? What what do you have to say to people who are in a state and overseas want us to know? And how can we help you? Because of course we're not going through this that you're going through. COVID's affected everybody in the world in different ways. And I look at myself; I've been affected in, in a completely different way. Of you've lost work, can't see my family. However, I would take that over over living in the situation you are at the moment. And I want to know what I can say and do to help my friends who are over there and my family who are over there living and what can we do to, so you know that we're understanding and sympathetic and 
um, would love for you to be living a normal life. What can we do to, to kind of help that situation rather than treading around it? We don't want to tread around it. We don't want to trigger people either. What, what can, do you think we can help? No, I just, I think it's the, you know, the phone, the phone calls, the checking in, um, asking the question, um, cause no one's going to, you know, as much as you want people to reach out and how much you do reach out, you don't want to be a burden. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to call people and, 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 and tell me all about your day and, and all this sort of stuff. And when you got nothing, but I'm only getting upset because, you know, Ash, um, you know, speaking about looking into the future and, and, and wondering how I'll be in the future. And I don't think I'll stop hugging my mates for a good five minutes every time I see them. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's the first thing you want to do? When... Hug somebody. I think we'll all just be a crying mess. I think because I've, I've gone to self-development classes and, and performed like for a week where they go, okay, now just hug your partner. And you're like, oh, this is freaking weird. And you start to hug them and you're awkward. And then all of a sudden you just melt into each other and, and you just really realise that hugs are totally um, necessary and very healing. But a good one lasts for about three minutes. So um, look to be fair. <laughs> I'll just warn people. <laughs> I can't wait to see the other person with Bubs giving a three minute hug as well as to where their eyes will be going and what they'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, just, that, um, I think that'll be the first thing that you'll do is just, just hug everybody. But the, the main thing that people can do is, you know, don't try and fix anything. You can't fix it. We can't fix it. Um, Listen to the moaning and groaning. Don't tell people to be positive. Don't tell people to stay positive. Um, what I liked, what happened with you, Georgie, was when I, I started to speak about my body and things like that, things that I can't control, that I normally can control, like my training and things, just remind them of it's, it's only a temporary thing and as much as it feels like it's going on forever and we can't see an end to it, it's really hard. That's the hard part. So if we just keep reminding people to snap out of, um, you know. Those wormholes of negative wormholes. feelings. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, it's very, yeah, it's very easy to go down and down and down and from one thing to the other to the other. It's being able to snap that out, I guess, Um and my last question was going to be, but he kind of answered it. What's the first thing you want to do when this is over? Besides hugging your mates. What's Getting the first a tattoo. Thing do? Getting a tattoo. What are you going to yeah. get? Oh, just, I'll just finish my sleeve. <laughs> just, don't get, just don't get hottie rude like Georgie Parker, all right? Do me a favour. You don't like my tattoo? <laughs> That's symbolising a silver medal at a World Cup there, Ashley. Um, and it's true. But... Look, for everyone out there from Victoria and anywhere that's really, um, and anyone, I guess, who's really struggling with the COVID, the lockdown, wherever you are in the world, we are thinking of you. Um, please use the services 
available. There's plenty of out of them out there. Um, Ash spoke about them. There's Are You Okay Day, uh, Lifeline 13 11 14, Lifeline Text 0477 13 11 14. There's Beyond Blue 1800 512 348. There's Safe Steps as well, which is domestic violence support 1800 015 188. Um, but you can go on to um, health services websites and there's plenty of um, resources out there for anyone who is struggling. So And your GP. Always and your GP. GP. Yep. And, you know, you rely on those friends and family. And I don't like you using the term burden, Mel, Mel Bubs, because you're not a burden. Um, we're, we're, we're your friends and we want... Um, your friends want their friends to be happy and if we can sit there and listen for an hour um, to help you then then a good friend would do that so um, don't any of you think your burdens um, where your friends are there for a vent and a listen and um, we, we do hope that we can get on top of this and, and move along shortly so you know from a very pointless podcast it's a very serious topic for us so look let's let's move on to another half an hour not even of pointless dribble um, to take a little bit of time. That might, have been, that might have been the first point that we've actually made in our podcast, ever. in the history of the podcast. So potentially ever. So um, we're thinking. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got our favourite segment. Let's lighten this mood a little bit. We've got Halftime Nelson with right. Nelson. Yay! Do you know what's and funny? There's just you would have if you're watching online, you would have just seen a new um, stinger that was made. And what was funny about that, Nelson, is that when they sent me a copy, um, it had Casey Easton's head in it <laughs> instead of yours. <laughs> and and Casey Easton, for those who don't know her, Casey Sabloski, as she is now, is was like our hot girl from the Hockey Roos for a really long time. And I oh, said to Molly, I'm like, and I said, you were very beautiful too, but Casey was the one in like Zoo magazine. And and um, I'm like, uh, is that Casey? And then I go, yes, that is Casey. And Ollie just goes, oh, I just thought it was a really good photo of Ash. And I said, she'll be very happy with that. So, and it was from Casey from when she was like 23 as well. So. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm stoked. I mean, I do like that. It, he just thought it was a really good photo of me. And it was probably like Casey's worst photo. Also, um, I don't think he realizes that Casey would just have to look at a gym and she would be like muscle bound. I spent my whole life in the gym and was still referred to as No Guns Nelson. So clearly, clearly he's got us quite uh, confused. But anyway, it's it could be worse remarkable people too. What? To Casey's ability to build muscle and then she goes, oh, I'm just going to do a week of cardio and then suddenly she's lost five kilos. And on that point, we've been talking about cereal. She ate Cocoa Pops, Pops. for like... I reckon the Ten first years. five years of her career. She used to bring it on tour with her, Cocoa Pops. Yeah. What? Exactly. Anyway, 
Anyway, um, we digress again. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it is me, Ash Nelson, not KC Sablowski. And um, I thought today for our half Nelson is that I want to find out what you've been disqualified from or kicked out from. Because as we know, uh, it was a very controversial day yesterday at the US Open. Novak Djokovic, world number one, getting kicked out, booted out because he hit the poor lines woman in the throat with a tennis ball after getting frustrated about going to game down and just smacked it away. And uh, as a result, it, it hit her square in the throat. And the sound that she makes when it hits her, it's quite disturbing. You know, it doesn't look that hard, but the placement of the ball, yeah, if it hits you right in, well, I don't know if we've got like an Adam's apple, but the trachea or, you know, wherever, it would hurt quite a bit. So he got instantly disqualified as per the rules about if you hit the ball away, throw your racket away, you do get um, disqualified. So they deliberated for, what, 10 minutes or so? And then uh, I guess it's really opened up the US Open for somebody else to, to win it. Did you see Nick Curios's tweet about it? Yes, I, I liked it. He would have got he would have got five, ten, or fifteen or years uh, like like banned if he had done that uh, compared to Novak Djokovic. And, and because Djokovic has really um, gone out of fashion at the moment, people are not happy with the Joker. He's become an anti-vaxxer. He's having parties and getting COVID and spreading COVID and he's creating, you know, you brought him up last week, Bubs. You got a boiled potato because he um, he's now, you know, not letting women be involved in certain things. And so he's very um, unhappy on the tour. People are very unhappy with him on the tour. So I, don't, I think that, you know, probably... Um, aided to because I don't think he meant to hit him. Who, who would have thought that in year 2020 could or it could get any weirder? And it has. <laughs> All of a sudden, Novak Djokovic is sort of like public enemy number one and Nick Kyrgios, we're carrying him around on a, a chair applauding him for his stance on things. I just, I find it bizarre. Uh, but anyway, this is where we are and it is a weird year. And my question, once again... Have you ever been disqualified or kicked out of anywhere or had a friend that's, uh, that's actually happened to? Just on that, I have, have you heard that um, the lineswoman is getting death threats? Yes. Uh, awful. Honestly, from all these Serbian, yeah. Supporters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, honestly, what the hell? For what? Standing there. She literally just stood there <laughs> and took <laughs> a job. Table. How dare you? How dare you magnify that ball into your throat? And then people are calling her like, oh, you're just an alcoholic because she said that she likes having a wine on her profile or something. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What is wrong with people? Honestly, take a, get a grip, look at yourself. Oh. I, I, I haven't been, I, I must say, I haven't been kicked out of anywhere or any done anything untoward because I'm such a good girl. But um, I did actually ban Holly. <laughs> You kicked Holly out. You don't I kicked Holly out. I kicked Holly. Hey, how, how old is well, Holly again? Well, Holly was three. <laughs> she she was doing little kickers, right? Little kickers. So it's soccer and it's little kickers, three years old. And in the middle of the training session, she came over to me and she's like, can I have a snack? <laughs> and, and I said, no, you, you can't have a snack in the middle. You have to... 
just continue and then when you've done, then we'll have a snack in the car on the way home because she'd just eaten. Like I'm not talking she's hungry. She just wanted to come over and speak to me. And I said no and she went off into the corner and cried and so I, I took her home. I just I took her home. I'm like, sorry, coach. And then we never went back either. I feel really bad. but You could probably teach her yourself. I know, but I'm like, she's not interested anyway, so she wants snacks. No daughter of mine will <laughs> have the snack in the middle of a training session. Well, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I remember some kids that I was coaching half-time, they would go and just buy absolute rubbish from the canteen at half-time. I'm like, you don't need a snack. Yeah. Like, it's half-time, just... Eat the oranges. You don't need a packet of Sandboys chips. Granted, they were salt and vinegar, so yum. But, you know. That's another list. Just, it's another list, exactly. Yeah, put that on the, the list of lists. Um, oh, well, so you basically disqualified or banned your own daughter, three-year-old daughter. <laughs> How about you, Parker? Uh, look, I mine are usually alcohol-induced uh, ejections um, from certain venues, of course. Um, I actually don't get kicked out very often. I've never been disqualified. I have. I did get disqualified from a breaststroke race once for uh, breaching the water. I uh, didn't know that was a rule at the time. I was seven. But, look, I actually don't get kicked out very often. However, the probably the most annoying time we did get kicked out of a venue, it was Christmas and we were in New York. And there was a bunch of like Australians over there that I knew at Christmas time. We went and had lunch somewhere and then we went to a bar and Jacob, of course, um, was revoltingly drunk and he got the, not just himself kicked out, the entire 30 of us kicked out of a venue. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> For being an absolute menace um and that was really annoying we're like like people weren't even talking to him they were over sitting at another table and they're like you're with him you can go and we're like what (laughs) these people some of these people like he met that day i was absolutely mortified there were a lot of my friends from adelaide (laughs) i was absolutely mortified i was so embarrassed um so i mean look it happens to the best of us um uh, yes. Yeah. So, so, That's pretty actually, bad because you would have thought that as an establishment, you know, to kick yeah. 30 people out, that is a lot of money you're willing to sacrifice exactly. for Jacob. One menace. For one exactly. minute. Exactly. <laughs> there was probably two, him and this other guy he met. I don't even know his name. I can't remember it because um, we met him that night. They became like besties and they were like sculling double vodkas and then sipping on single vodkas. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> their chaser was a single vodka <laughs> yeah. and so, so they were just like the next level but everyone else was quite normal um so i agree that's what we're like, like are you actually seriously going to be kicking us out i then had to take him back up to the uh, apartment we were staying at he was vomiting in the back of the uber it was not a nice day um and he was so embarrassed it was kind of great because you know when something like that happens and then you're trying to get they they know they owe you <laughs> after so your next couple of days you kind of milk it for a little bit uh so um and in new york of course i was buying a lot of a lot of junk so best holiday ever ever <laughs> what about you 
I I was just laughing because I got disqualified from a breaststroke race once as well. I forgot about it, but the trauma's come back now. <laughs> I actually remember coming up out of the water thinking it was freestyle and I put my elbow <laughs> up out of the water and then realised that it was freestyle, but it was too late. And I breached the water, so I got disqualified too. And then I also laughed because my mum um was like you bubs and basically we, i remember having a fight and she wasn't trying to kick me out of the house altogether but she was trying to make a point to stop leaving my crap around the house so she picked it all up and she went and took it out and she put it on the front lawn and i came back from wherever i was and she that was like is, <laughs> like crazy girlfriends do to their boyfriends i know i know i get that but the funny thing is is that i looked at the stuff that she picked up it was all basically her stuff <laughs> how old were you Oh, this is like, you know, I had finished school by this stage. I probably should have been out of the house. And she was getting annoyed that I was messing up her house. And so she picked up everything that I'd left out and put it on the front lawn. Problem was, is I'd been borrowing her stuff. So it kind of backfired a little bit. I didn't leave the house until I was, what, God, I can't even remember how old I was when I finally left their establishment. But um, it was early. <laughs> very fine Apple Cross establishment. <laughs> it was. It was very nice, Mount Pleasant. Actually, you can't get a, a better suburb than that, can you? Um, that's probably the the closest be I've nice. been to getting kicked out of uh, of my parents' place. Uh, I I remember trying to leave my parents' house. I last I packed up my little bag full of like absolutely unnecessary stuff, and then uh, I. Uh, How far did you make it? Yeah, about 100 metres in about half an hour. And I'm like, oh, no one's come to get me. <laughs> Went back. I on. lived on a farm, 40 k's out of town. So I used to walk down the farm and the only person that I would see would be my dad who'd pick me up and bring me back to the farmhouse. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a potato. We're all potatoes. It's our most persistent and useless uh, segment it's the spot awards uh what do we have today ladies bubs you go first oh i'm first am i okay so i'm gonna give a um uh the fries fry actually we'll give them some wedges wedges oh, okay. um, what's the r-rate wedges wellington fries wellington phoenix has just been let out of quarantine in new zealand they they left to come to Australia for the A-League to finish the season 80 days ago. They've only just arrived home to their families. So massive um, sacrifice. So in, in context, they didn't play um, finals. They, they went home a lot earlier than other teams. Uh, we've already played the final and everything, and they're just getting out of quarantine now because I think they had to... They have to quarantine for 21 days over in in New Zealand. So Oof, it's a long time. It's a hotel the, quarantine. The A League um, heavily relied on their sacrifices for, for for them to come over, especially how hard it was for them to actually get in the country in the first place. Mm. So and and the speed at which it all happened with um, yeah crazy everybody leaving. What do you have? Trash. 
Well, I've got uh, a fries um, because I think it was a very special birthday today. And Danny Frawley, the AFL legend, he was actually born today back in 1963, unfortunately, uh, passed away um, age 56 just um, last year. So I just thought that... Um, with Danny Frawley, we, we know he struggled with his mental health um, and he was quite open about it. He hosted a podcast, um, No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, from 2017 to 2018. Um, so he was quite passionate about, you know, getting it out there about um, mental health issues. Um, it's also recently come out that uh, due to sort of concussions that he did have some underlying um, neurological, you know, issues as well um, that was happening. But I thought given everything that we've spoken about today, uh, particularly with bumps, just reiterating the importance of, of seeking assistance if you might be feeling quite low um, or anxiety or whatever it is that you might be going through. So I want to give a phrase to Danny Frawley, um, to him, to his family, and just to let them know that um, we're thinking of him on this day. Oh, beautiful. Um, I've got... Mine's probably a, 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 I reckon, a wedge and a boiled potato in one story. So, oh. of course, it is the biggest AFL story of the week, and that is the two Richmond players being sent yes. home for... So they're getting boiled potatoes, of course, being sent home for breaching COVID protocols, AFL pro protocols. I want to reiterate they're not illegal what they've done. It's just no. um, They're breaking the AFL rules. Breaking the AFL rules. Um, they were drinking at their hub, left their hub, went to a strip club, as you need to do when you're on the Goldie, and went to a kebab store and somebody started a fight with them in the kebab store um, and then in turn ended up in a cell overnight. I'm giving the wedges, though for Tom Brown's reporting on this because we don't give, I don't give Tom Brown very much credit because he's a bit of a doofus. However, his reporting on this, he gave me details that I didn't know I needed. And these are his uh, tweets going for through this. And it says the AFL and Richmond investigating. I don't believe their belief. Police, uh, I don't believe there are police charges. Stack and Coleman Jones are isolating their rooms. Massive implications. All right, great. Next tweet. Stack was definitely in the kebab shop outside the adult club. <laughs> Next tweet. Stack ordered two lots of two kebabs. His card declined and he was quite aware, according to the shop owner. Certainly not necessarily drunk, according to shop owner. All right, we'll stop there. Because at 3am, if you're ordering four kebabs, you're not sober. Four kebabs, especially if there's only two of you yes. as well. Yeah, so I agree with that. And on that note, I got my card stolen and someone ordered two kebabs on my card. The plot thickens. Whoa, might be. Some, was, it, was it from Queensland? No, no. I think, I think it might have been near a book or something, but anyway. All right. It appears, then it goes on, it appears the vision of a drunk bloke repeatedly sets upon Jones, stacked diffuses and attempts to contain the fight. Tiger's pair didn't physically start it, which is true. If you see the footage, they didn't start it. It then goes on to, according to the shop owner, Stack asked for one of his famous kebabs. His FBOS didn't work, so transferred the money. The two kebabs were ruined in the scuffle, so the Tiger's pair ordered two yeah, more that's, posts to that's, fight. <laughs> that's the saddest thing about this, isn't it? That there are two <laughs> kebabs that have gone to waste. Of these best kebabs as well. His famous <laughs> kebabs smeared. <laughs> across the floor and not given the full treatment that they deserved. 
It is my favourite AFL story because I understand it's a very severe implication that these two kids now have a $75,000 fine to pay, pay between them because they're being asked to pay for the fine, which is a lot of their wage. They're not on much money. They're only second-year players. It is absolutely hilarious, though, the level of information that Tom Brown and that people, when I put it on my Instagram story, I had a lot of people saying to me, Oh, he's an idiot. I said, no, to be fair, this is incredible journalism. <laughs> Do you not think that the kebab has become the most famous item of food of 2020? Like, yes, Mark McGowan. Mark McGowan about the kebab story. Now we've got the infamous Sydney Stack story with the, you know, two Richmond players just wanting their kebabs, their four kebabs. Um, it, it's, it's featured pretty prominently lately. And for also, those. everybody in lockdown that gets caught driving is usually going for a kebab yeah, 20 k somebody, somebody got caught from going to Geelong to Melbourne for a kebab today. I just don't understand why people are driving 100 k's for a kebab. Yeah, I like police, my kebab. Police should station themselves outside kebab shops. Like that's, oh, where they're going to, that's where they're going to catch people. <laughs> Who's eating the kebab at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? No well, one. Well, I'd, I'd like to just as well, for those who don't know the Mark McGowan kebab, we'll just gently remind you here. There's nothing wrong with going for a run and having a kebab. <laughs> the coronavirus crisis has taken a heavy toll on the Premier, but today he was seeing the lighter side. I find it hard to believe someone was going for a run and then stopped to have a kebab. But um, in, any, in any event... They do things differently in New South Wales. It's not unlawful to go for a run and have a kebab. So, look, who's it's not, judging? But it is, it is unlawful to go for a kebab and get in a fight and play AFL, AFL standards. And play yeah. AFL football. I would yeah. just like to say as well, um, it was a little... Uh, it's not making our awards because I'm, I'm only giving out one award today, but uh, our lovely company, Sportsbet, a man had an 18-leg multi... Um, and one leg missed out because of a tennis player who was 6-1, 5-1 up second set with three match points and she lost, had a massive, and then lost that tie break, seven, lost 7-5 and then lost 6-love. Um, that's his only losing leg of an 18-leg molting, which would have turned $20 into $66,506. And sports bet paid that man out. So he, because he went to bed, this guy had a cash out option at like 18,000. And he went to bed thinking, oh, this is home. I'll wake up $66,000 richer. Jokes woke up with their loss. So that's a pretty tough loss. And sports bet ended up paying that out because it's the biggest choke ever. So bit of a little uh, special mention to sports bet there for being very generous with their, their, uh, their paying out. There. Yeah. I feel sick. I imagine that'd be devastating. What a nightmare to wake up to. Oh, you'd be like, I'm home here. I'm home here. Uh, jokes. Slash, I would not be going to bed if I had, had 18 leg multi and there were three match points to be played out. Like, why <laughs> would you go to bed? I don't think he went to bed at that time. I think he went to bed earlier in the set. Right. Okay. Got yeah. it. But I think it was like, no, it was like top 10. I don't even know what she was ranked against somebody in the hundreds. So it was like the easiest leg to win. It was like paying not much at all. And anyway, so props to sports, but they didn't get the fries there because I think Tom um, Tom Brown's journalism just picked them for their Got the kebabs, <laughs> the very special kebab. Um, well, everyone, <laughs> uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, 
to today's episode. Uh, bit more serious than usual in the middle there. So we do want to reiterate there's plenty of people out there um, who are able to listen, a lot of resources. Um, your GP, of course, you can get your 10, you usually can get your 10 uh, referrals to a psychologist. The government is now adding another 10, so it's 20 sessions with a psychologist if you need it. Um, but don't forget your friends and your families just want you to be well. So don't think you're a burden and and reach out to anyone who you think can help you in any way. But um, we're thinking of you, Victoria. We're thinking of anyone who's struggling with COVID. Um, and look, we're just here just to have a good time. So thank you for listening. Um, Mel, Bubs, we love you. Hope you're okay. And we will see you. Hanavix. Um we will see you next next week. Like, subscribe, share, tell your mum, tell your dad, uh, tell your sister, your brother, any other family member or friend. Just tell someone, please. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.